Welcome to episode 184 of the Engineering Career Coach podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as an engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering. So since then, I've written a book called Engineering Your Own Success and I've traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host, Chris Knudsen, try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. People had their doubts about this podcast taking off, but since inception, we've had close to 2 million downloads and have been cited by Forbes as one of the top 15 most inspiring podcasts for professionals. Here's a short preview of the episode during which I'm going to take you inside of our Engineering Manager Accelerator online workshop. That's right. At the end of the Accelerator, we have a group coaching call open to all participants where they ask any questions they want about their careers. And on the last session, we had so many great questions. I've selected a few of them here, and I'm going to answer them for you right here on the podcast so you can see what it's like on the inside of the course. So here's a little preview. About six months or a year ahead of time of my review, I said, listen, I want to become, at that time it was called an associate, in a year from now, what do I need to do to get there? And they basically listed off things. And it was great for me because it was like a goal list. I could just follow those things and I executed on those things. And sure enough, I did everything they told me to do and they promoted me to that position. Would it have happened if I didn't ask? I don't know. But I think the fact that I asked them, they told me, and I did it, was very helpful. So that's the kind of feedback I would be asking for in terms of your performance. That's the way I would think about it. Where do you want to go? My co-host Chris and I both believe that in order to be the best engineer you can be, you must consistently get better. Get better at your craft, your people skills, and as a leader. And that's why we publish this free podcast to help you do just that. Before we get started, this is a free show and our sponsors help us keep it free. So please support them. And now I'd like to recognize our sponsor PPI with a short message. Are you trying to find the right step to further your career in the world of engineering? Need some positive perspective on how to prepare properly for your exam? Stay tuned to this podcast episode for my exam essentials, tips, and tricks. I'll be sharing my favorite ways to get in the PE exam zone. Info on best places to find the right resources to prepare for your licensure exam, including an exclusive 20% discount available only to listeners of this podcast. Thanks to our sponsor, PPI. You won't want to miss this opportunity. I also want to mention, of course, as I'm taking you inside the Engineering Management Accelerator online workshop in this episode, by letting you listen to some of the the answers to the questions from the group coaching call, which I think you'll find helpful, you can now enroll for our next session of the Engineering Management Accelerator online workshop. This is a course that spans five weeks, but it only is about 10 to 12 hours of work over those five weeks. There's five live skill building sessions on communication, networking, effective leadership in in regard to delegation, high leverage leadership, how to build expertise, and then also, of course, how to be productive and stay billable, something that everyone wants to do. You can check out the course at engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com. We're enrolling now for our next course, which starts September 14th. But if you're listening to this after, don't worry. We have a course that starts in October. We have another one coming up in January, but I recommend you get in 
as soon as you can while the pricing is where it is today. All right, so now I'm going to bring you into our main segment where I'm going to answer some of these very interesting questions from our past EMA workshop participants. Let's do it. All right, so let me just set the scene for you here. If you're not familiar with it, we have a workshop online called the Engineering Management Accelerator Online Workshop. Like I just mentioned, it's all online. It spans five weeks. It's about two, two and a half hours a week in terms of live skill building sessions, some assignments. And then at the end, there's a group coaching call where all the individual participants can get on the call and ask any question they want. Questions about the skill building sessions, questions about the assignments, or just questions about their career in general. In our last session, we had so many amazing questions on the call, which we, of course, record because all the calls are recorded so you can listen to them when you want to listen to them. You don't have to attend live. When I went through the transcript, I was like, wow, these questions are amazing. And I've gotten so many questions from engineers who want to take the course on what it looks like on the inside. So anyway, I'm going to go through here and I'm going to answer some of the questions from our last group coaching call just so you can get kind of a feel for it. And I hope you'll consider joining us at engineer to manager, that's engineertomanager.com. All right, so first question, what feedback should I be asking for now in order to go for a promotion in three to six months? Great question. In regard to feedback from your company, I would be pretty straightforward and I would say something like, I want to be in XYZ position in the near future and I'm wondering what steps you think I need to take or what strength or skill sets I need to improve to be able to get there. I would just be completely straightforward because why not? And then what I would also do is after the fact, to be really clear about it, is I would follow up with that person. So maybe if you're taking some notes in the actual conversation or in the meeting, you follow up in an email and just reiterate what that person said. Now, the reason for doing that, of course, is because if he or she tells you you need to work on three or four skill sets and you end up working on them, you invest time, you invest money, and you make a lot of progress, then later on, you can say back to your boss or supervisor, when we had this email exchange three or four months ago, these were the skill sets you identified. I've since worked on them by doing X, Y, and Z, and I've seen very positive results. And now I'm asking for feedback again. What feedback do you have for me on these skills? And what else do I need to do now to continue to build toward that promotion? I mean, that's exactly what I did in my career when I became an associate at the firm I worked for, which gave me some nice benefits. About six months or a year ahead of time of my review, I said, listen, I want to become, at that time it was called an associate, in a year from now, what do I need to do to get there? And they basically listed off things. And it was great for me because it was like a goal list. I could just follow those things and I executed on those things. And sure enough, I did everything they told me to do and they promoted me to that position. Would it have happened if I didn't ask? I don't know. But I think the fact that I asked them, they told me, and I did it, was very helpful. So that's the kind of feedback I would be asking for in terms of your performance. That's the way I would think about it. Where do you want to go? All right, next question. How should I look to manage a potential internal move? I want to shift projects that I don't see as helpful to my new role, but keep some that will likely help advance some big objectives for the company. So basically what you have here is someone that's going to make a move internally and they want to kind of parse off some of the projects that aren't going to be helpful to this move, but they want to keep some that are big for the company. I think that in this situation, you have to be really sensitive to people that might be upset about your move. 
which could be your clients or your internal managers that are overseeing you, they might feel like you're kind of dumping off their projects. So you need to be really smart with them in terms of how you're going to pitch this to them. And my recommendation for doing that would be along the lines of saying something like, I've really enjoyed working on this project. I've learned a tremendous amount on this project. However, I don't see this project fitting in with my new responsibilities. Or you could say something like, with my new responsibilities, I won't be able to give this project the attention that it deserves. And therefore, I'd like to transition this project to another project manager. Or you can say, I'd like to transition this to another project manager that can give it the attention it deserves. I think the key thing here in general is that you don't want to offend anyone. And you don't want to make anyone feel like their project is less important than another project. So you have to say these things in a way that really hints at it's in the best interest of the project if we move the project to a new manager that has the energy and the capacity to deal with this project in their current situation. And that's exactly what I would do. And another thing you want to think about in this situation is making sure that you do this in a timely manner. So if you're thinking three to six months, then you probably need to start the planning process soon. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean talking to someone today, but what it might mean is just planning it out on your own for now. What the transition is going to look like, who the people involved are going to be, what kind of transitional plan are you going to pitch to them? And this could go for anyone that wants to make an internal move in a company, maybe even to a different office. You have to think this through because if you don't have a plan to pitch, right, if you just approach them and you kind of wing the offer, it's different than if you go to them with a written plan or steps of how you propose to transition these projects or overall you transition yourself. You have to tell them why it's beneficial to do it and exactly how it can be done. That makes the process easier. It's like I always tell people, if you're going to go to your manager with a question or a problem, make sure that you have an answer or a potential solution that you can propose as opposed to just asking the question. I never liked that when people came to me that worked for me and would just give me a problem or give me a question and have no answer. Just stare at me like they wanted the answers for me. So of course, my response would always be, well, what do you think we should do? This just happened here at the Engineering Management Institute last week. One of our team came to me and said, Anthony, do you think we should do this or do this? And I said, what do you think we should do? And she answered and I said, let's go with it. I like that idea. So think about that as you're trying to, any kind of interactions you have with your supervisor. All right, next question. How do you recommend starting a conversation with a contentious colleague who is often producing duplicate work due to poor communication? All right, another tricky one here. These aren't the easiest of questions. I think you always have to assume that people will respond negatively to any kind of criticism. So one of the things that you can do is you can use what's called the sandwich approach, where you start the conversation by complimenting the person then go into constructive criticism of some sort, whatever the issue you want to discuss with them is, and then end off with a compliment. So for example, you might say something like this. You do a really good job with detailed work, and I really, really love the details of your projects. They make it so clear and easy to understand. There is one thing, however, I wanted to talk to you about. I've noticed that there's been some duplication of work, and I think it may stem from poor communication. So I'd like to talk to you about how we can resolve that and come up with a plan for that. And I'd like to spend some time on that today. But again, like I said, your details are spot on. And so in that regard, you're doing great. We just want to iron out some of these other issues we're having. Say something like that. This works well because 
you can always think of something positive someone does. I mean, everyone does some good things. And then you can follow it up by some of the criticism that you have for them in between it. And that will be a much better motivator for change because they're getting that positive on both ends. And really, anytime you take the approach of let's work together and resolve this for the long term, usually works out well because most people want things to be better long term. So I highly recommend trying the sandwich approach. Next question, regarding leadership, I understand that it's about motivating and helping people improve. So rather than being perceived as the micromanager and doing it for them, how do you persuade them to do what you want without both parties becoming frustrated? Is it a balance between authoritarian and casual? Great question. First of all, they, meaning the person reporting to you, they need to understand what the mission or the goal of the team is or the project, or the company. That's the most important thing in terms of this relationship. Because if they understand the mission and they're on board with that mission, then everyone on your team should be excited to move towards that goal. And then your job as the leader is to motivate them, is to talk about the benefits of achieving that goal, to talk about the people you're helping, or even how the team benefits. For example, you might say, if we nail this project, we're all going to do really well in terms of bonuses. If there's no common goal that people are excited about, then you'll never be able to find this leadership balance because there'll be nothing to really motivate them towards. And I'm not saying it always has to be money-based with my example there about bonuses. You would hope that people are focused around the benefits of the project to the end users as well. I'm just giving you one example. So if you really want to get to the root of this, you need to dive into what they're focused on and why. What is everybody focused on? What are they moving towards? Because like you're saying in the question, You want them to do what you want them to do, but what is that? They need to understand what they are moving towards, and they all have to be doing it together. And so that's what we try to do here at EMI. We always have goals that the company is working on. All of us are working on different goals. Right now, we have about a dozen goals between the four of us, and everyone knows what their goals are, and we have specific ways of measuring those goals. And therefore, we're all moving towards them together, and we've agreed to those goals. It's not me telling them to do something. It's all of us working towards goals that we've all agreed upon or a mission that we've agreed upon and that we understand. And that is powerful. And that's how you can resolve that power struggle that can happen. All right, next question. You've mentioned that part of leadership is respect. And I wanted to know more about gaining respect across teams, both within the company and externally. Thank you for this question. It's an important one. I think the biggest thing about respect and credibility is actually becoming an expert at something, whether it's an expert in your technical field or some kind of knowledge that you have that people look to you for. Whenever someone is an expert, I respect them. So what do you need to do to become an expert? And we actually, one of the one-hour skill building sessions in the Engineering Management Accelerator Workshop is a whole session on how to build expertise in your field. And really the best way to do it, and I walk through the steps specifically in this session, but the bottom line is it's to write and speak on your topics of choice. If you write articles on LinkedIn, if you speak at conferences, if you speak within your company, if you give lunchtime talks on these topics that you're working on, people will start to see you as an expert. In fact, on LinkedIn, I recently published an article, a LinkedIn article, talking about how engineers quit their managers. They don't quit their companies and why it's important to develop strong managers for this reason. And obviously for me, I want to build my expertise on engineering management training and development. And that's why I'm writing on that topic. So within your company and outside of your company, you need to speak and write on topics that you want to build expertise in. 
because just think about it. People that see you as an expert all over the place, if you're positioning yourself as an expert, they're going to respect you. So do the writing and speaking. Get out there on social media. That's going to help you to get out there and in turn, it's going to garner respect. I had the most respect for my managers that were well-respected experts in their communities. All right, last question here, and then we'll jump into the Take Action Today segment where I have one other question. Next question is, what methods have you used to systematically discover what you need or what others need? That's a good question. For me personally, I have a coach and we have metrics that we, myself and our company needs to meet in our business and also for me personally. If I'm not meeting those metrics, then we go right there. And he'll ask me, why are you not doing this? What's going on here? Do you need a different tool? Or are you stuck on something? So that helps me to understand. And that's a systematic way because we measure key performance indicators, KPIs. And then every time I talk with my coach, and in fact, I have a session with him this afternoon. And last night, I put all my numbers together in our spreadsheet. It's just like this dashboard for myself and our company. So then we know what's working and what's not working, right? It's like going to the doctor. You go for a physical every year or so. And the doctor says, well, geez, this looks off. So you need to have a way to measure yourself. And that's one way to do it. The other way is possibly using assessments. We've been looking at this quite a bit lately as we're, we use them for our workshop and in terms of assessing the progress. We use them for our staff in terms of some personality and tendency assessments like DISC, Strength Finders, and some other ones. And we're also going to be building one specifically for engineers, which I'm excited about. But you could potentially use some different assessments to help you get a measurement on what needs work and what needs to be assessed. So those are just some ideas. I hope you found them to be helpful. And I hope you found these questions in general to be helpful and that you'll consider joining us for the Engineering Management Accelerator online workshop. Now I'm going to hop into the Take Action Today segment where I'm going to answer one last question about how to become more outgoing and engaging. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. I'm going to answer one more question about how you can become more outgoing and engaging. However, before I do that, I do want to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. Engineering career advancement starts with licensure exams. The right place to gather exam info, all practice materials, and multiple review options comes from PPI2Pass.com. PPI has helped over 4 million engineers, including me, pass their licensure exam and become leaders in their fields. Best of all, they have practice bundles, online subscriptions, and practice exams that prepare you to pass the first time. Visit ppi2pass.com to learn how you can start preparing for your exam right away and take you one step closer to your next career advancement. That's ppi2pass.com. I also have a 20% off promo code available for listeners of this podcast. Use promo code TECH8 on PPI's website for an exclusive 20% discount. Again, that's T-E-C-C, which stands for the Engineering Career Coach, T-E-C-C, and the number eight. All right, here's the last question again. We're inside the EMA Online Workshop group coaching call. Took some questions from the call, and here's the last question for this episode. Can you recommend courses or books to help become a more outgoing and engaging personality? That's not that easy necessarily to do. I can give you some books about networking that I think are very good, like Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. It's probably one of the most well-known networking books. Another book that I've mentioned before for sure is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. 
again, it's for people relations and it's absolutely amazing. And as far as being outgoing, you have to try to put yourself out there. So if you check out some of these books that I'm telling you about, like for example, another one, Bob Berg, he's a great author who's got some great books on networking. The key thing is, regardless of the books and videos and anything else, is to put yourself out there. So you have to make sure you're going to meetings, you're going to conferences, you're going to places where you have to engage people. That's the key. I mean, it's great to learn all these strategies from books, but if you're not applying them, putting yourself out there, you'll never feel more comfortable doing it. And some people will always be more comfortable than others in networking. But at the end of the day, if you get in front of people, you can do it. You just have to do it. That's the bottom line. You have to practice it. And that would be my recommendation is just to get yourself out there, read the books, read what you can online about networking, go to our website, engineeringmanagementinstitute.org, and in the right sidebar, just type networking. You can get a bunch of podcasts and episodes about it, but just make it a point to do it. All right, so I hope you enjoyed some of the Q&A that came from one of our Engineering Management Accelerator online workshop sessions. Our next session starts September 14th, which is 10 days from when we publish this episode. But don't worry if you're listening after that. Just go to engineer2manager, engineertomanager.com and enroll for the next session so you can get involved in developing your managerial skills. I don't care where you are in your career. I promise you, this course will help you. Again, that's engineertomanager.com, engineertomanager.com. All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to hear your feedback, comments, or questions. Just go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and look for the Engineering Career Coach episode number 184. There you're going to find a summary of the Q&A that I went through in this episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. And don't forget to check out the next session of the Engineering Management Accelerator online workshop at engineer to manager.com. Until next time, keep plugging away in your career. We're here to help you. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.